Today on Locked On Mariners, DC is shirking his responsibilities on this program in order to do something completely frivolous. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your guest host, filling in for DC Lundberg, John Miller. Thank you, Joey Martin. In all actuality, folks, DC has a lot of schoolwork due on the, over the weekend, and so he needs all the time he can to study. And so I, Locked On Mariners contributor John Miller, am filling in for him. Locked On Mariners is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, brought to you by The Locker Room. Please download, rate, and follow this program on whichever podcasting app you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners podcast or any of the other great shows on the Locked On Podcast Network. I will add, if your smart device is really that smart, then it'll be like mine and it will just automatically play a show without prompting. True story, folks. It has done this. (laughs) And to join me on today's program, the gentleman laughing in the background is none other than Jason Hernandez. Hello, how's it, how's it going? It is going well. I hope you're doing well, then, Southern Cal. You know, John, you brought up something interesting in that if you ask your smart device to play a podcast, then something should happen, yes? Yes. Yeah, if you if you try Locked On Ducks on there, all you'll get is either Oregon football or something about Duck Hunt. Doesn't always work out properly, but <laughs> hey, what, what do I know, right? So yeah, I do host the Locked on Anaheim Ducks podcast, which is a hockey podcast, but I know my baseball. I've done Locked on Angels for a brief time. I know my baseball. I've been to, I would say all 30 Currents ballparks, but there's one that I haven't been to yet because, well, reasons. (laughs) The one in Texas. Not yet, but soon. Um, So there was a subject that you and I were talking about that I think is a pretty hot topic in baseball. Uh, John, I don't know how familiar you are with the whole scandal going on in baseball as far as the doctrine of baseballs. Um, I'm sure you've heard a little bit about that, right? I have heard a little bit about that, yes. Uh, what What do you know or what have you heard about it so far? Well, I can only suspect that Gaylord Perry has come out of retirement. And... <laughs> yeah. Um, so the big story on that is that, you know, a lot of pitchers are accused of, you know, scuffing up the baseballs, putting a lot of, I guess, substances on it, sick, sticky substances. And one pitcher in particular that's, that's getting outed for this is Garrett Cole. Uh, Garrett Cole is definitely one of the premier pitchers that has had this accusation against him. So much so to the point where... He's having players go after him, including Josh Donaldson. And he's had to address this as even up to today, where Josh Donaldson accused Garrett Cole. But he said Garrett isn't the only pitcher with a dropping spin rate. And one thing to look at is if you sticky up the ball or doctor it, then it does a lot more not to the velocity, but to the spin rate. And with that different speed rate, or spin rate, it can make a baseball just drop out of thin air. But I kind of want to get your thoughts on this because 
we've seen this for about a hundred years where baseballs get doctored every which way, right? Uh, yes, we've seen it back with the Yankee dynasty of the 50s and 60s where Whitey Ford would throw a ball in the dirt or whatever and his catcher will just rub it in there a little bit or the catcher will get a, the ball from the umpire and just happen to drop it and it goes into the dirt a little bit. So why do you think more pitchers, I shouldn't say haven't been caught, but why do you think baseball has kind of turned a blind eye to this? It's a tough question, isn't it? That, that is a really tough question. And we, we could also ask then, why did baseball not do more about the use of steroids? Yeah. Because it was known that they were being used for decades, and then it finally came out after certain players broke home run records. <laughs> um, I kind of got this quote from Josh Donaldson, and it's a really interesting one. So I'll get your thoughts on this before we head to break. So here's what Josh Donaldson said on Wednesday. Quote, when I say something, it's been thought through before. It's not just something on a whim. I would say this. With Garrett Cole, he was the first guy to pitch since the minor league suspensions had happened, and he was the first guy you could see spin rates going down. Since Garrett did that, we're going off an interview that was done four or five days ago. There have been 12 or more guys already whose spin rates have magically dropped in the last week. So it's not just Garrett Cole. I want to get that out. With that being said, we'll see how it plays out. End quote. So do you think he's onto something? And do you think baseball's actually going to do something about this? If it truly is that many guys, I think they're going to have to do something. I've certainly seen the footage of guy, of pitchers having... Uh, substance on the rim of his cap in the last week or so and then i wonder what is cole doing if he truly is to get away with it for this long yeah another pitcher that's being accused of this is la dodgers pitcher trevor bauer he's been accused pretty much since the start of the season of doctoring baseballs but this isn't the first we've heard about this you mentioned gaylord perry he's infamous for doing this right Oh, yes. So why didn't he ever get, you know, in trouble for this? That That's one of those, it's a very good question, because every now and then it would be reported that Gaylord Perry or someone like it, Gaylord Perry was a very great pitcher in his own right. That is true. I mean, he is a Hall but, of Fame pitcher. Yes. But every now and then it gets brought out that He's doctoring the ball or he's suspended for a game or whatever the penalty was. Obviously not too much. He won 300 games. Right. So um, there's a question that I want to ask in regards to that, but I think we need to head to a break pretty soon. So, uh, John, I'll throw it over to you because I think you have a trivia corner. Yes? Yeah, we do indeed have a trivia corner today. Our the trivia corner is actually a hall pass. Ooh. This player played a 17-year career as a corner infielder in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. He has a 296-383-436 slash line. He hit 426 doubles, 
162 home runs. So he's not a big home run hitter. All right. 1,071 RBIs. He won one batting title. He led the league in runs scored twice, in doubles once, base on balls once, intentional walks once. He was a five-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger, 11-time Gold Glove Award winner. He won one MVP award, received MVP votes in seven other seasons, finished including a second-place and a fourth-place finish. Do you think those are Hall of Fame credentials? I'll tell you who this is after a word from Sports Trade. DC has been talking a lot about Sports Trade lately. If you haven't heard about it, it's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's no wonder this company is blowing up. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players, just like real stocks. It's a fair and super exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added baseball to the platform so check it out today making money with sports trade is simple player values rise and fall based on two factors one their performance in each game compared to their projected fantasy points in that game the more points scored the higher the player's value goes two good old-fashioned supply and demand the more shares that are purchased in a player the higher their value goes economics 101 You can instantly buy and sell as many shares in as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sportstrade.com and watch the How It Works video and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at SportsTrade and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. I really think you'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action at sportstrade.com. So, Jason, do you think those numbers are Hall of Fame worthy? Here's the thing. 11 times gold glove is a lot, and I do like that he's a five-time all-star, but only 162 home runs. It makes me think it's a slap hitter, but he's mostly known for his defense. And 70s, 80s, and 90s, I'm not sure if I know who this is. I'm inclined to say Ozzie Smith with those kind of numbers. And if it's Ozzie Smith, then I would say Hall of Famer. Otherwise, I would probably say no, maybe not a Hall of Famer. I would concur with you on that. And my first thought was Ozzie Smith. But then as I remembered DC has this written as a corner infielder. Ah, uh, do you know who this is? I do know who this is, and no, I didn't look it up. I guessed an SDC. Well, uh, go ahead and tell us, who is this? It is none other than Keith Hernandez. Oh, the famous actor, Keith Hernandez. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I, guess, I guess I'll throw it out here. So, so coming up, is DC really doing schoolwork today? Or is he actually chasing 19-year-old waitresses with daddy issues again? (laughs) We tackle tough questions here on Locked on Mariners. John and I will be right back. Welcome back to Locked On Mariners. Here once again is your guest host, John Miller. Thank you again, Joey. I, John Miller, am here again with Jason Hernandez. Yo, how's it going? It is going well. Welcome. All right. So, you know, with DC out of the way, 
Uh, we're plotting to take over his show. I'm kidding. Maybe you are. I mean, I have my own show. But maybe you're plotting, John? Hmm. Am I plotting? Hmm. All right. We'll find out more. Yeah, we'll find out in a bit. So I did want to ask this question because this is a topic that is pretty hot in baseball right now. So I'll ask you, you know, other players have been accused, including, you know, Garrett Cole, I mentioned. Max Scherzer is another one of those names that's being bandied about as uh, doctoring baseballs. So I'll just ask simply, do you think these kind of accusations and allegations will tarnish their legacy? And secondary parts of that question, do you think it might later hurt their Hall of Fame chances? Hmm. I don't think it will tarnish their legacy the way that the PEDs or HGH or something like that have with certain players that could very well go their whole 10 years and not make it into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And because, we, as we mentioned earlier, a guy like Gaylord Perry, who was known for doing that, is in the Hall of Fame. Right. But then you think about, I mean, you brought up a good point, is that PEDs and doctoring baseballs are two entirely different beasts and something that, honestly, you don't mess with. And something else that I want to get your perspective on since you have umpired is that Major League Baseball has begun to ask umpires to enforce rules that are already on the books regarding foreign substances until a new protocol is going to be finalized. So you know how like they like repeat and random check for stuff? And I know we've seen this with uh, pitchers in the past. I think it was like Domingo Herman. I think was one of them, where the umpire went up, found something on the glove, and then he got thrown out. So from an umpiring perspective, how often can they check for something like this? In theory, they can check as often as they would like. They could every pitcher that comes out to the rubber, they could check him, and it could be based on he made a, a movement to his back pocket. Okay, maybe he was stashing something back there, or he rubbed his cap a little bit, and then if he didn't, then rub it off, or if he went down to the dirt and we didn't see him get rid of that dirt or rub it off or something, then, yeah, we could check every picture. Uh, so how cognizant of the fact are you that something might be happening where a baseball is getting doctored or there's some kind of foreign substance either on a cap or in the pants or in the glove or something like that? As much as they may try to hide it, most pitchers are not as, say, slick as a pickpocket. And are going to have some sort of a tell that they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, trying to get that unfair advantage. But, I mean, since you've umpired, like, how can you tell something like that? It's generally something that's uh, an out-of-the-ordinary movement or gesture. And, And since a pitcher is not going to do this for every ball, for every batter. The the pitcher has to be very careful about that so that he doesn't get caught or try to make it like, well, yes, I always go rub my back pocket because I have a picture of my wife and for luck or whatever. (laughs) 
that they would have to come up with something like that so that it's not as obvious. I mean, I, I don't know, but have you ever done that? Or have you ever actually caught a pitcher doing something like that in your experience? The, the closest I've come to is I've had to a- ask them to make sure they wipe their hand off of the dirt. I, I've never seen a foreign substance or seen them go into their cap or their pocket or whatever or, or even getting something from another player. Um, so explain that further. Like you're forcing them to rub it on the dirt or on the rosin bag instead of anywhere else. I mean, but isn't that also kind of a form of doctrine? I guess it wouldn't be in that case, since you're just using dirt and a rosin bag, right? Yeah, if they're if they're just using that to dry their hand, that's fine. But if I pick up a little bit of dirt and I'm rubbing it between my fingers or what have you. And then if I just let my hand go and now my hand is dry and the dirt is now on the ground. But if I leave a little bit of that there and then go to my glove where the ball is and rub a little bit of that into the ball. And it it does say in the rules that you have to rub it or I guess use certain materials around you. So it's only limited to dirt and the rosin bag and that's it. Yes. All right. I mean, it's a good conversation to have because you do have that umpiring experience. You know, it's probably good that you haven't had to throw anyone out because of that, at least. (laughs) So. (laughs) Yeah, it's very good. But, I mean, if you do catch someone, they're basically ejected immediately, right? Pretty much, yes. All right. It's a good conversation to have and something that I'm sure we're going to hear more about in the coming days because, unfortunately, this is kind of, you know, the new scandal in baseball with this happening. Have you got a question or comment for DC? If so, write him at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. Questions and comments on any subject are welcome and highly encouraged. It doesn't even have to be about the Mariners. It doesn't have to be about baseball. It doesn't have to be about sports at all. I mean, what else do you think we could ask DC about besides sports? (laughs) Waitresses. No, no, no. (laughs) Oh, boy. Sorry, DC. As we continue to plot the takeover of the show, the entire network. Uh, But before we do that, let's get this word from Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry white pouches, nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On Team listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try a can for just $1. You heard that right, John. Just $1. Go to FullyLoadedChew.com and use promo code locked on. Just $1 and free shipping if you use the code locked on at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make it fully loaded chew. Once again, that's fully loaded chew.com. And now, this word of importance from Built Bar, my favorite and the best tasting protein bar in the land. And John, you've got to love Built Bar. Do you have a favorite flavor or have you tried Built Bar yet? 
I have had the pleasure of trying Built Bar. I believe it was like a chocolate fudge or double chocolate or something. It was spectacular. Yeah. Or as DC likes to say, the greatest protein bars in the history of hexahedral prisms. They're high in protein <laughs> and fiber, and they're also low in sugar and calories. In fact, only four grams of sugar and either 130 or 150 calories. That is it. Best of all, they are high in deliciousness. Head on over to BuiltBar.com. Try them out for yourself. You can purchase their variety box, which has two of each of the nine standard flavors, or compile a box of the three flavors that most strike your fancy. Like orange, peanut butter brownie, or for your chocoholics, double chocolate baby, yeah. One of my favorites. So if you use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout, you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, the promo code is L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at BuiltBar.com at checkout for 15% off your order. That is Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. Yeah. Now back to Locked On Mariners and your guest host, John Miller. Thank you again, Joey Martin. I, once again, am John Miller here with Jason Hernandez. Hello. We are filling in for DC, oh, who times. claims to be doing schoolwork all day, but we'll <laughs> see about that. <laughs> We're going with that, right? We're going with that. All right. <laughs> uh, so, John... Um, you're an umpire. You've been an umpire for a long yes, time. There have been some funny yes, plays sir. recently in baseball. <laughs> and I'll let you introduce the first clip. So there was a funny moment that happened in in Pittsburgh against Chicago about two, three weeks ago. And I'll let you set this one up since you like this one a lot. <laughs> yeah, so Javi Baez... It's a ground ball to, I believe it was the third baseman, who throws a, who then throws it to first. The throw is off. The first baseman, instead of tagging the base or throwing it to someone to tag the base, decides to chase after Baez. Baez retreats all the way just short of home plate, <laughs> allowing the run to score. And then through a series of little league throws, he ends up at second base himself. <laughs> it's hilarious. It really is. So I'll ask you this. So all he had to do, all he had to do was just go back, like walk back to first and tag up. And that would have been it, right? That's all he had to do. Or throw to someone covering first. And that would have been fine. It was a ground ball to the third baseman with a runner on third. All they had to do was touch first base. So I'll ask you this because, you know, there's been like some weird stuff. So it's not under the discretion of the umpire. Like if a runner stops running towards first, would the umpire ever have the discretion to just automatically say, no, you know what, you're out? Or does he have to when like they're physically being tag him? by a fielder like that? No, no. As long as he does not retreat all the way back to home or does not interfere with anybody, he's 
technically fine. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the runner is then proceeding to home and then is called safe. But the play isn't over yet because Javi still has to go to first, right? Yes. So the catcher throws it to the second baseman covering at home. That throw is off and that play messes up completely. So this is something that like I've heard, heard like a lot of people like ask. If the catcher throws it and the second baseman covering first, if he force if he has a force out, the run would then get negated question mark or what would happen there? Is that is that what happens? That is what would happen, yes. Okay, so I think you explained this to me before, but like so what exactly is the rule on that? Like in the simplest form. So we have runner on third, ground uh, ground ball to the third baseman. Right. There is a force at first base. Right. The force is not negated until the batter runner either touches first base or is retired. Okay. Since there's two outs, no matter what happens, as long as you get the force out, no runs can count. That is correct. Wow. So, you mean, after all that, the run still wouldn't have counted either way. Yes, you could have had a big argument on your hands, but there's nothing they could have done about it. So, despite the fact that the runner at home was called safe by the home plate umpire, they still wouldn't have counted that. He He was called safe in a tag play. It would be the same way if... Say that uh, Baez had hit a fly ball to right field, and the run comes in and scores, and then the right fielder makes a great throw and retires Baez at first base. The oh. run scored before the out, but that's still a force out. Oh, I like that interpretation. I hadn't thought of it that way. Oh, good catch there. I hadn't thought of that. So, oh, but guess what, John? We're not done with the Pirates. We're not? <laughs> no, we're not, because just just Wednesday, no, Tuesday, there was an even worse play that happened with the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's like they're allergic to first base, or how how would you put it? How did you say it? <laughs> they are playing like little leaguers. <laughs> it was a little league play that happened. So to set this up on Tuesday, Cabrian Hayes hit a home run off of Walker Bueller, right? This was bottom of the first. Pirates are up one nothing, right? Wrong. You were adamant about this. They could absolutely challenge anything possible with this home run, right? Yes. They could challenge if it was fair or foul. They could challenge if it went over the wall. They could even challenge if the runner touched first base, <laughs> which apparently Cabrian Hayes did not do. So it was kind of like a weird like tweener like right in the corner. Brian Hayes ran it out thinking that it was going to be a long double or maybe a triple. And in the midst of running this out, he forgot to touch first base. He never touched first. So what's going on there, John? That's just sloppy base running. (laughs) And you've seen the clip as well as I have. It wasn't a close call. He very obviously missed first by inches. And even if it's a home run, they can call him out. 
they can appeal that and they can call him out. Yes. <laughs> Please tell me you've seen that happen at least once in your umpiring. I have seen that happen. I have called that. You've called that? <laughs> How upset was the batter? The batter was very upset that they hit a home run out over the fence. <laughs> they go all the way around the bases and they miss stepping on home. Wait, they miss stepping on home? They miss stepping on home. The catcher comes up, looks at me, steps on home plate. I knew exactly what he was doing. I said, you're out. <laughs> That's even worse. I, yes. Wait, well, what was the batter thinking? Like, was he flexing? Was What? What? He was just racing home. It is not like his teammates were around or something like that. Just going in and happened to miss home. <laughs> it, no one was on. It was a solo home run. Oh, man. I think that's worse. Like, I understand if you miss first base to run it out, but to miss home? How do you do that? I, I don't know how. <laughs> a- another one I have seen, if we have time. Yeah, go for it. Got this big buff hitter up there. This is high school, so this guy's about 6'3", 240 pounds or something. Mm-hmm. And he, even for a 16-year-old or so, he's a big guy. Right. He steps up there, launches this ball. Fences, I think, were like 300 feet or something. It would have been a major league home run. Wow. Crushed it. The one problem... He stepped on home plate when he did it. Wait, wait, hold on. He stepped on home plate while doing the home run. Yes. Uh, I don't... In the process of swinging and stepping, he stepped on home plate. I'm pretty sure that's not allowed. <laughs> that is not allowed. So while everyone's celebrating and he's going around the bases, I'm going out, 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 just every few seconds and making it known and like he stepped on the plate oh my god <laughs> and he comes in and then touches home plate again <laughs> and i have to calm everyone down and let them know no despite how far the ball went he is indeed out oh my gosh i mean it's good you had the presence of mind to call him out right away like you called it right away I, yeah i he steps on the plate as he's swinging and I, I'm not sure if it's as the ball's then going or whatever. I'm out. <laughs> but everyone's seeing this big swing and the ball travel 350 feet or so. They're not paying attention to me at all. <laughs> That's My hilarious. partner's out there on the bases. Every now and then for a big call, you might be mimicking to let people know, okay, calm down here. We need to turn things back. Wow. And they didn't catch it until afterwards. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's the best way to end a show ever. I can't believe you've done that. I applaud <laughs> you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. That, that is awesome. I think that's the perfect way to close out the show, yes? I would agree with that. All right. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Tell us about your show, Jason. My show is called Locked on Anaheim Ducks, where I talk about the Anaheim Ducks, the San Diego Goals, their minor league affiliate and about anything hockey and maybe some food takes in there once in a while just a lot of random stuff because it's off season now but it's a hockey podcast which you can find on apple podcast google podcast stitcher radio spotify the new odyssey app 
and wherever podcasts can be found. I'm on Twitter at StimpyJD, and the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Thank you very much. You're welcome. DC will be back on Monday to recap the series with Cleveland. Please remember to download, rate, and follow Locked On Mariners. Look for us on any podcasting app you can think of. Leave a rating and a review if your podcasting app so allows. Thank you, Jason, so much for being here. You're welcome. Glad to talk to you again. Very nice talking with you. I am John Miller. Thank you for listening, and have a great weekend. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Petey Bukowski will keep you updated on the latest news in every major sport with Locked On's team of local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. This is Joey Martin for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.